welcome to Outrage and Optimism, to a special bonus 100th episode edition. My name's Tom Rivikarnik. It's not only our 100th episode, it's also our second year on the air. My name is Cristiana Figueres. And my name is Paul Dickinson, and I'm so glad to be 102, 100 episodes and two years. And what's that strange dingling noise that we keep hearing? Is it just me or is that everybody? <laughs> that one. Do you not hear that noise? Just you. Thanks for being here, everyone. So while Paul tries to work out what the dingling noise he's hearing is, Thank you for joining us. This is a very exciting episode for us. This is slightly self-indulgent. It's just us. There's no one else here with us. Normally we bring you a special guest and music and all sorts of other things, but it's just little old us. And we wanted to just say hi and say we are so thrilled that we made it this far. Who would have thought all that time ago that our podcast would have made it to 100 episodes and two years in? I've got to say, it's been a lot of fun. And it's all because of you, the listener, has got behind this and made it happen. So we're here to just have a bit of a chat, celebrate with you and enjoy the fact that we've done this together. And Paul is still looking. I mean, you'd think, wouldn't you, Christiana, after 100 episodes, Paul would have worked out what the weird noise coming through his headphones is, but he's looking... I've switched, I've, I've turned <laughs> off all these kind of browsers. I mean, essentially, I don't know about you, but I've been in a kind of fight with computers for about the last 20 years. Many of them do not work as well as they should do. And sometimes competition between different software companies causes things to go wrong. And then there's adverts and then there's upgrades, which I call greed change. So, sorry, I'm just letting off a bit of steam there. <laughs> Despite all of that, um, fascinating analysis, guys. I I thought it would be fun to remember our very first episodes. Do you remember when we rented a little flat in an apartment? I think it was in Barcelona. It was because we were still we we were still in that time of human history when we actually did things together in person. Ah, yes. And we rented a very eclectically furnished flat. Bizarre. Flabbergasted. (laughs) So bizarre. Flabbergasted when we walked in. And it was one, it was either our first or one of our first episodes. And we honestly had no idea what we were doing. Tom was uh, trying to figure out how does he edit the episode. I was as the editor at that point. Tom as Clay, editor. don't fancy and that much. We were much. trying to figure out how how do we improve the quality of the sound. So in this immaculately, very expensively furnished uh, apartment, we completely redid the entire living room area, put cushions everywhere differently. It's we all about changed the, cushions. the sofas, the couches. Oh my goodness, we made a mess in that um, in that flat. I don't think the owner ever got back to his or her original decor, but um, we had a lot of fun. It was sort of the podcast version of a pillow fight. We had a lot of fun in a sort. I I remember being slightly tense. I remember having a very good time, but also because I was trying to figure out the sound and we had these weird little mics, everyone had to stay like absolutely stock still and not turn to face anyone else or else I'd get really panicked about the sound quality and the cushions wouldn't sort of quite work. I remember, I'm really, I'm very grateful that you're here now because I didn't do a very good job. <laughs> I feel needed. I feel very <laughs> needed. But hey, you did a good job, you know, because it's, you know, it's all about the cushions. 
And you know, and, and then there was another one. Was there not another one where I think we were in California, maybe LA or San Fran, that we had so much noise coming from the streets that we had to lock ourselves into the bathroom? In the bathroom, that was in San Francisco, uh, for sure. <laughs> San Francisco. Uh, yeah, no, but this was all, you know, you know that historical reference BC before clay, but now we are <laughs> AC after clay, and all is well forever in our in our in our sound universe. But oh. yes, no, it was odd to be in a toilet in a, in a hotel room in San Francisco, <laughs> uh, three of us. I don't even know if that's legal in the United States. Or, I don't know. Now, anyway. Paul, no, in the United States, if you say in a toilet, that has a completely different meaning than in the UK. So for US listeners or anybody outside the UK, what Paul really means is in the bathroom, not literally in ah. the toilet. Oh, yes. Everyone else in the world is so polite that they say bathroom. Well, but it, 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 in the bathroom, there wasn't just a bath. That's what I'm saying. There was something else associated with food. <laughs> and those were the days when the podcast was not called Outrage and Optimism. It was called It's Gonna Be Tremendous. Paul, do you want to give us a rendition? Mm. It's going to be tremendous. There you go. There's an old uh, school one. And then what we did actually is we started like that. And those episodes had quite a different vibe. And we listened to you, the listener, and everyone felt it was too optimistic, even for us, that there needed to be some grit, some outrage. And that's part, that was a big, that was an important part of our journey, actually, that we realized there had to be light and shade in how we did the podcasting. In fact, it is shade that defines light. There you go, our resident philosopher. I re do I remember correctly? I usually have a very bad memory, so I'm impressed that I remember anything today. Um, do I remember correctly that we came up with the new name, Outrage and Optimism, when we went to a little house close to your previous home, Tom? No, we came up with the title Outrage and Optimism um, in upstate New York, actually, I seem to remember. Um, and you picked up a twig that had a forked end and you gave us a sort of 20-minute talk about how the stick was balanced and it contained both outrage and optimism. And I stopped listening after the first 30 seconds. I was like, outrage and optimism, that'd be a good name for the podcast. And so I spent the rest of your talk thinking about that and that's what it turned into. Well, it's a very good name and it served us extremely well. So that was jolly good fortune and many good friends helping us along the way with bits of advice and support and all the rest of it. And yes, quite an extraordinary journey. So let me ask you, uh, Tom Karnak, uh, Tom Rivet Karnak, uh, and you, you actually go. changed your name during the podcast, which well, I yeah, think it's is been a, a sign of yes, some big changes. Yes, yeah. Inflating as people, if you will. Um, but uh, you know, what are the most memorable moments you've had making the podcast? Name one or two, Tom, name one or two. Well, I mean, there, there's so there's a few. And I think one of the things about, and this isn't a moment, but it's been an overall feeling is that we never knew this when we started the podcast, but it has accompanied us through this very bizarre global period of lockdown where we've all been separated mm. out in our homes and everyone's been, you know, very, I think very bad at being anything other than effective on Zoom, by which I mean yeah, transactional. Most, me transactional. Yeah. most meetings I have on Zoom are transactional. Here's the business, we get to it, bang. Zoom meeting ends, another one begins. Very transactional. And and seeing you Global two, productivity rises, global humanity plummets. Right? Plummets, right. But 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 we are anything but productive <laughs> on these on these podcast evenings. Good. Where we get together <laughs> once a week. New ways to decrease our productivity that I've been working on. And we have a good time. Music. So so it's it's not really a moment, but just it's been a it's as as it's now gone on for two years, it's a real feature of my life, right? Tuesday night, get together, hang out with you two, um, drink a cup of tea and and talk about the week. And 
that's been a really wonderful part of my life in this period of time when we've all been separated off in their home, in our homes. So um, that's a big thing for me. Mm. Hmm. And you, Paul? Uh, I, it's more than listener, by the way. You said at the start, listener, but I mean, more than a million listeners. I'm, you know, it's a great honour for us. I We've think, made it be beyond one listener. Thank you. Uh, so many people join us, and to have a, such a great team uh, supporting us, trying to think about what might be really useful for this growing movement. And I keep learning from all these incredibly brilliant people I speak to. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna reference one thing, which I think I may have mentioned before once, but it just completely blew my mind that. Uh, I have a friend who's a lawyer in a law firm and I phoned him up to get some advice and he gave me some advice. And then and then at the end of the call, he said, Paul, it's very strange talking to you. And I said, why is that? And he said, because I feel I know so much about your inner life and mind from listening to Outrage and Optimism. And I was thought, what on earth am I saying? You know, to like loads of people around the world. So that was a bit of a shock. But getting very, very nice comments from listeners is just the best part of a day. It hasn't stopped you from sharing, Paul. Well, you know, you can you can try and stop me sharing, but uh, unfortunately, I've got that kind of oversharing uh, tendency. Thank uh, heavens for bit, that. Paul which, tends to um, share more when he gets nervous. <laughs> it's a very unfortunate. <laughs> Thank heavens. Uh, if there's a, another awkward silence, I've got ten more secrets. <laughs> what about you, Christiana? Um, yeah, I agree that the rhythm that we have here of once a week, getting um, the three of us together to do this together with. Sharon and Clay and Dan, everyone else who's been accompanying of us, um, has given an, a nice rhythm to the week and also kept us kept us connected as friends. Yeah. Because I think if we hadn't done this, we would still be colleagues because we're all working on on the same issues. But this is a different connection, right? This is um, not, as as you said, not transactional. It's not part of our other engagements that we have out there. Um, and it's been really nice to, for the three of us, to keep connected as uh, as friends through this time when there has been so so little opportunity to to have a glass of wine together, light a candle, chat, you know, it just hasn't been possible. So this has been really nice. It's a it's a different way of connecting, a different depth. There's also, I mean, and, and podcasting is a, is such a new medium. I mean, obviously it's developed a lot of momentum now. And I don't know, there's some terrifying statistic about the number of podcasts that are launched every day. But there's something I like about the immediacy of it, right? That, you know, we, we, we're not trying to sort of like write a treatise that will be written in stone, that will always be referred to as our view of the world for all time. It's very of the moment and your thinking evolves. Some weeks you're outraged, some weeks you're optimistic, some weeks it's looking terrible and then you go through the highs and the lows. And, and for listeners, we really feel like you're sort of coming with us as we kind of go through that and we try and navigate the sort of stormy seas of this difficult decade. It's been, I think it's a really good medium for working out how we think and feel about what we're all facing right now. Mm. So just away from us, I'm going to just give you some tiny highlights that for me have really touched me um, from our brilliant guests. One is the the focus and the passion of John Kerry. Um, when Elizabeth Colbert said that the sky might go white as a result of geoengineering and we'd lose our blue skies, I felt my, my, my spine turn to ice. When Kim Stanley Robinson was talking us through the Ministry of the Future and we could have a really free chat about what the, the future of the world might be like. And so exciting to, to have conversations today about, you know, 
the world becoming wild again in in, in large part. Um, Lawrence Tubiana in the Paris Effect saying, you know, I can do no more to a room full of government delegates and crying and then coming up and hugging her. I was really very moved by that story. Uh, to to be able to address my own Prince William as William uh, without royal protocol and, and preceding title, that was fun. Uh, on a more serious note, um, it was brilliant to hear Kumi Nadu talk about the power of culture to change politics, which I think is incredibly true. Jane Fonda saying that famous people are repeaters and telling that incredible story of Joachim Phoenix being at a public event and saying, I'm not the person you need to talk to. This is the person you need to talk to. And hearing from the actual person that was related to the event. Kevin Rudd talking about an inferno in Australia. And last of all, uh, Isra Hersey explaining why white people need to go and campaign on climate change because it's not safe for black people to demonstrate often uh, in front of yes. law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. These kind of just revelations yeah. to me, you know, I'm learning so much from, from our guests and that's a great honour. And and I think also what you just said demonstrates something else which the listeners should understand, which is a fundamental problem with this podcast, which is Paul does preparation and Christiana and I don't. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that is true. Have but you I noticed mean, that, Paul? Clay and I are looking for, you know, other people that could not replace <laughs> right. you two, but could join us join. and, yeah. you know, maybe spend more time with me, you know, taking it up a couple of levels. In a, in a way. I sort of naturally assume that at some point Paul will leave us and get a job as a CNBC host or and something like that. Phone, I'm so available if there are <laughs> talent people who want me to multi-podcast. Not I would leave this one, but I might join another. Do you see what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, so... <laughs> All right, I've got another question for you both. I've got another question for you. What has surprised you or delighted you most about becoming a podcaster? That we can do it. <laughs> you can do it if you put your back into it, if I can quote a famous song. I mean, I, I have to remind you, this whole thing started with Tom calling me one day and goes, well, what do you think about doing a podcast? And me saying, and what on earth is a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's the origin one of the great lessons in life, I think, is that being prepared to have a go and learn in public and just figure stuff out as you go is really one of the keys to getting stuff done in life, I think. And this podcast has been a major example of that. I mean, we, cl- we couldn't have had less experience in how to do something like this when we started. But I think it's been great and I think we're reasonably good at it now. Yeah, no, no, that's, a, that's very beautifully put, Tom. I think, I think that's a great human truth you've just come up with. Uh, but I'm also a little bit shocked. Like You never actually asked me. Um, to come on the podcast you just told me that we were doing one I always, always remember that like not being asked but uh, here we are two years later 100 Paul, episodes Paul would yeah. you like to come on the podcast with us yes I'd really love it that's fantastic <laughs> I'm so glad it'd be brilliant it'd be absolutely brilliant we'd call it outrage optimism wow that's been corked up for a while <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you that took a while but we're now getting psychically yeah, you, correct you, you really just okay. led me into that as well but yeah. so my my final interview question actually for you Paul Bert, Paul, Paul I do do we need to polish your shoes for you to, you know, join us? And do you want uh, do you want us to genuflect in front of you, get down on our knees? I mean, what what? Or or no? Wait, hold on. You already said yes. So why am I giving you all of this space? Because it sounded so good. Like the idea of actually having this kind of in inverted commas respect. I mean, I mean, I know, I know. You know, I, getting down on knees. That's just giving me reminding me of something which I have to share. And maybe Claire will cut this out. We'll find out. I remember joining CDP in 2006 and um, and joining CDP and then spending like six months. And then for some reason, I can't remember what it was, but I made some sale. Like I'd sold, I don't know, 30,000 pounds worth of something at CDP. And then walking into the office the next morning 
And Paul Dickinson met me at the door, went down on his knees and then actually lay on the ground and kissed my shoes. And I have never felt more awkward in my life. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, that got kind of banned. Our HR department sort of said, yeah, no, we kind of get the idea, but no, it's not working. It's really people don't like it, you know, so fair enough. But I mean, you know, if you're an NGO, um, it can help in getting a little bit of income. Um, so look, I'm so glad. Please don't genuflect. Uh, I can do nothing but genuflect between, beneath, or before, with, for, as, clay, cut. Two people who have... <laughs> absolutely changed the world christiana uh, everybody knows what you did um and i know that tom helped and i think that together the two of you are the most awesome couple your book is absolutely brilliant the future we choose and everything that you've done with global optimism touches me very deeply now i've got one more question for you both ready looking back over the last years what has you feeling outraged and what has you now feeling optimistic is it the same or has it changed over the last two years hmm I think I am becoming more and more aware of the competition between those two. I am becoming more aware of the urgency, the emergency, uh, of the exponential growth of damage today as well as built-in damage tomorrow. Yeah, I was always aware, but it's it's become much more visceral to me. And I'm also much more aware of how much we're actually doing. I used to gravitate immediately toward optimism, and now I see that I am gravitating toward a fulcrum that moves in either direction depending on and I am acutely aware of that fulcrum much more than I was before mm. I don't know if that's an answer to your question well it's a perfect answer to the question Christiana and also quite soulful and profound mm. Tom well I mean Christiana said it very well I think that We've only been doing this podcast for two years, but even in that time period, the scale of where we are, what we're facing and how quickly things are changing has unfolded. I mean, in that two-year period, it's contained. We started pretty soon after the IPCC report on 1.5 where we saw really what the consequences are. And just this week, there was a piece of research that came out that showed that the Amazon is now a net contributor of greenhouse gases to the atmosphere and not a sink anymore. Now, it's sort of impossible to overstate just how bad that is and just how, what a signifier of an irreversible change that could be. And so outrage doesn't really feel like it's a choice anymore. And it's sort of the, the, the urgency of the emergency is just becoming more and more evident every day. And, you know, as both speed up, Christiana, you've often talked about these two competing exponential curves. It's quite hard to live through exponential curves. It's quite, it can be quite exhausting. You need to find a way to sort of manage that, to both feel what's really happening because you don't want to close down and not feel the reality of what's going on. At the same time, it's kind of scary to realize the scale of what we're facing. So it can be quite difficult, I think, to work out how you feel about it sometimes because it can, it can feel overwhelming and you break it down to smaller pieces and then you can feel, you can feel excited about certain changes and you can feel outraged about 
certain smaller changes, but to kind of put your arms around the totality of it as it just speeds away from you um, can be quite hard. So I think we need to give ourselves a chance to feel both elements of that because otherwise it's only going to get more confusing as those trends both get faster and faster. Mm. My dear friend Ed Gillespie has a podcast called The Great Humbling and that's his way of trying to you know, draw our attention to kind of where we are. But, you know, the the good news is that before we started this podcast, uh, you know, the previous president had pulled out of the Paris yeah. Agreement. Now we have uh, a, a new president who, who's who's brought back in in no uncertain terms. The global um, diplomacy is at full tilt. Um, you know, we've got more than 70% of the world economy um, committed to net zero before 2060 and certainly by, you know, most of it by 2050. So we've got so much more that we can be positive about while still accepting the the shocking character of the situation we're in. And, you know, I look at uh, an economy that's still sort of, you know, 80%, well, say 60, 50, 60% devoted to kind of luxury and 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 and, and not this crisis. And I noticed that, you know, there's still a long way to go before we've steeled ourselves to the changes we need. But I have hope and belief we will. I think also, I mean, I think one of the exciting things is that this is it. It was always going to come to this point. It feels like it's all been the phony war up to now. And now this decade, we're going to find out if we're serious about dealing with this. And that's an incredibly exciting time to live through. Because mm. now this is about change. It's about implementation. It's about action. It's about change. Things are going to shift quickly. We're going to have to keep up with it. We're going to have to keep pushing, work out how to be effective. I mean, it's just an unbelievable privilege to be able to do this work right now. In a way, that's all we need to know. Yep. Totally agree. This is it. We are living in interesting times. And we better not screw it up. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not screw it up. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, Listeners, thank you. This is all about you. This is, you know, we're doing this because we hear from you. We hear that this podcast makes a difference. As I think you can probably tell, we have a lot of fun. We really enjoy connecting with each other. We love hearing from you. Thank you for listening. It's made all the difference. We really, really are grateful. We appreciate it. Keep writing to us and we will keep doing this and tell us if we can change it. Paul's laughing. What's wrong? With I just, I've got this image of like, if Clay can send me like a little thing, I can have as the ringtone on my phone, Christiana just saying, better not screw it up. Better not screw it up every time somebody calls. I think it would help me, you know, be kind of alert to the stakes. We should we should post that ringtone for, for, for listeners. We definitely yeah. should. I'll, I'll, I'll post the file. And Excellent. then we'll, I'll write some instructions on how to put on your phone. Thank, that is brilliant, <laughs> Clay, because if someone's in a meeting and suddenly it's yes. like, you hear Christiana saying, better not screw it up, <laughs> better not screw it up. You know that it's, that's an O and O listener. <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, stay tuned, everyone. We'll get that out to you. It's coming. So now, listeners, one of the great things about this podcast over the last year has been the addition of music. I really mm. hope you've enjoyed it. We've had some incredible musical bands who have joined uh, us and played songs with a purpose. musicians, really amazing ones. <laughs> and this like week... people with incredible talent. But this week... Like Aurora, <laughs> or we've had like Massive Attack. Sorry, Tom, you were saying? No, this week we have something a bit different, but still good. Well, 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 well I mean, you know, a <laughs> uh, yeah, different aspect, a different facet of the same jewel, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, either by public demand or in spite of it, we are pleased <laughs> to welcome and present the musical stylings of Paul Dickinson. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. 
Okay, drum roll, here we go. Just a perfect show Talk with Cousteau about a shark Masks emissions like Denmark On this planet, our home Just a perfect show Plants, not animals that I chew our podcast is now H2 about Earth, our home. I'm coming in for the chorus. Here we go. Oh, this is our hundredth show. I'm glad I spent it with you. Me too. Oh, this is our hundredth show. You just keep us hanging on. You just keep us hanging on And that's enough!